0: You're listening to Curated Podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Now, into our science and technology news for the week. It's kind of obvious to say these days, but uh, healthy habits in adulthood do prolong your life. Mm -hmm. You may have seen a pretty potent reminder of this reality on Four Corners recently. It was titled Tipping the Scales, and it was making the point that 60% of Australians are classified as overweight or obese now. And by 2025, that figure is expected to rise to 80%. One of the big things that that particular program was pointing out is that there's a lot of industry pressure behind pushing mm-hmm. sugar. We have a big sugar industry; it's mm-hmm. a big export industry up on the coast of Queensland. A lot of it's grown, but I mean, there are actually people who are suggesting that uh, that sugar be taxed. I've heard so this. Yeah, I just thought I'd point out pretty clear research that came out from Harvard University. They used a lifestyle questionnaire and medical records to look at 123,000 volunteers to understand how much longer people lived if they followed a healthy diet, controlled their weight, took regular exercise and drank in moderation and did not smoke. The outcome is that in the case of America, your life expectancy is going to go up significantly by at least a few years. One of the reasons they did this is that America spends more on healthcare as a proportion of GDP than any other nation. It still ranks only 31st in the world for life expectancy. So according to the World Health Organization, life expectancy in 2015 was 76.9 years for men and 81.6 years for women. Equivalent figures in Britain are 79.4 for women, 83 for men. And I think in Australia, just from memory, it's, I think it's about 83 for men and maybe 87 or 88 mm-hmm. for women. We have better life expectancy than other countries, but... but that
1: may be Increase if they're suggesting that Absolutely. it's going to um, you know, be more obese, or more and,
0: they, and the focus was on America, but they're actually saying that these same things that apply exist throughout the Western world, mm-hmm. basically because there's that same trend of uh, unfortunately sugar and smoking, sugar and smoking and, and smoking and drinking and, and less eating, exercise, eating junk food. Yeah. Apparently over in America, I thought this was really quite surprising. Only eight percent of the general population followed all five healthy habits, so ninety-two percent are missing out. Life expectancy is definitely expected to improve if you follow those things being Diet, lifestyle, not smoking, and only moderate drinking. So there you go. Kind of a boring reminder. (laughs) Not something that everyone really wants to to hear, but uh, it is interesting that uh, I thought just such a big sample. You know, that's a a pretty significant survey that's been done at Harvard there, 123,000 volunteers surveyed. Moving on with the news, we talked recently about the successful launch of the latest Mars lander. That's InSight. It's going to study the interior of Mars, try to understand the geology and uh, Mars quakes and the magnetic field, the core of the planet. But it also had a couple of CubeSat little mini-satellites that are kind of the size of a loaf of bread, piggybacking with it. And the good news is that the launch happened successfully earlier this month and these two CubeSats have actually made contact with NASA and with JPL, the NASA laboratory in Pasadena that actually put them together and has been running them. They are successfully deployed and it's the first time that CubeSats have been used in deep space. What they're going to do is they're actually going to provide potentially a real-time data link and a communication link between Insight on the surface of Mars and Earth. Mm -hmm. They won't do anything else but they do have their own sort of propulsion system. Apparently they've been nicknamed Eva and Wally and Wally. And, and this is from the 2008 Pixar film called Wally and the reason why they've done this is that these little CubeSats, they're called Marcos, these Marco CubeSats, they actually use fire extinguisher like propulsion to move themselves through space, which is exactly the way Wally did. If you remember, he gets hold of a fire extinguisher and sort of switches it on and off to okay, shoot yes. himself through space. That was kind of cool.
1: Marco is uh, Mars Cube One, so that's where it's sort of the shortened version okay, of the Okay, thank
0: yeah. you. They love ac- acronyms over at NASA. And there's, so there's
1: just... Marco A and Marco B, yeah. and then that's
0: Wally and Eva, respectively. The good news is that they've been successfully deployed. They are going to monitor Insight's landing scheduled for November the 26th later this year. It's a way of well giving that real-time communication but Landing on Mars is notoriously difficult. A mm-hmm. lot of missions have failed, crashed, burned, been lost. Let's hope that InSight's su- successful landing. The design of that spacecraft is very similar to Mars Phoenix, which landed right up in the north on sort of what turned out to be ice, a base right. of ice. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of tried and tested. It's not a rover, it's just a fixed lander, but it's doing a very different thing. It's going to be studying the interior of Mars. So good news that those two mini CubeSats, the Marco satellites, they've made their way, successfully been deployed and made contact with Earth. Now just moving on with the news, as we saw at the Seoul Winter Olympics, large swarms of drones are becoming very capable indeed. And there's a company called E Hang in China. That's EH. A-N-G. They are deploying lots and lots of these little drones in fact they, um, they've they been having a crack at world records and the Guinness Book of Records and stuff. They actually had a recent uh, swarm of drones flying robots. It was More than a thousand of them and they could coordinate autonomously and synchronise movements with a flight deviancy of a mere two centimetres horizontally and one centimetre vertically. So pretty potent little creatures and they've got military applications as well and one of the things that's uh, really quite intriguing about them is that they can make decisions on how to repair themselves and, if necessary, they can improvise operational functionality. If a drone has a problem, it can actually go down and land autonomously. It okay. can recognise that something's going on mm-hmm. and land autonomously. I looked at a couple of YouTube videos from Ehang, the company that makes these drones in China. They really are quite impressive. There's some displays they've done where they're kind of like fireworks displays, like synchronised flying, forming images and words and stuff right. in, the, in the sky, mm-hmm. and really impressive. I mean, they can actually do scrolling text like you would... Oh. On a, like an LED screen which yes. gives you information like mm-hmm. a ticker board type thing yep. they can actually do that in 3d yeah, right. in the air yeah. at night so they're, they're really amazing they do have military applications and they can be launched well, warning systems as well I guess yep. yep, they can use them for all sorts of things reconnaissance they can use them for to assist in uh, you know spy planes there are anti-stealth drones they can even be released from fighter jets in swarms mm-hmm. and actually there's a video from a, a US company called Perdix P-A-R-D-I-X, and they have a system that can release these swarms from fighter jets and yeah, they can right. then go off and do things in a military context as well so drone technology just continuing to advance and getting better and better now, if you have trouble sleeping, there is now a smart cushion. It's been on Kickstarter and they've had over 200,000 euros. This is a Dutch company that's come up with this device. They were after a goal of 100,000 euros, so they've been doubly subscribed. It's basically a smart cushion that you cuddle or you spoon mm-hmm. at night and it can simulate things like breathing. If you're sharing a bed with someone at night, they might be restless, they might toss and turn a bit, they might hog the doona, all those sort of things that can disrupt your sleep. Mm -hmm. This robot pillow has no such problems it can give you that that sort of comforting heartbeat which apparently subconsciously you can set your own heartbeat to synchronize with can simulate breathing with that in out motion of Mm -hmm. regular breathing and all of these things can assist you in getting to sleep and getting deep sleep so there's plenty of ways to monitor your sleep using smartphone apps that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but actually in terms of being an active way of improving your sleep and and getting you to sleep Mm -hmm. and keeping you asleep there aren't that many devices so this seems to be quite popular This song. That's S-O-M-N-O-X. It'll even do things like play lullabies.
1: going to ask do, if it's gonna it, sing you to sleep? It'll, guess do, it it does. it'll sing you to sleep, it'll <laughs> do
0: meditation guided to meditation to get you to sleep. It's got breathing profiles that can be tailored to you. According if it's a
1: cold night, is it warm up? Yeah. Like, is it I'm provide not a sure hot water bottle? I don't yeah.
0: think so. From what I've read, I don't think so. But you can go to their website, uh, just do a search for Somnox. And according to that, they have implemented thousands of years of breathing techniques into the sleep robot. You can set the breathing exercises to your preferences, create your own exercise, or choose one of many templates. So there you go if you're having trouble sleeping. And if you're interested in supporting it on Kickstarter, I think it's still open. Uh, have a look for Somnox, S O M N O X, smart cushion. Just briefly from me, I thought I would mention that China has successfully built a 2 kilometer strip of solar powered highway it's a demonstrator technology it's it's sort of like a translucent bitumen Mm -hmm. so the sun goes through the road surface and then hits the solar panels beneath Mm -hmm. and generates power and the idea is that just like you've got your cordless charging now on smartphones the idea is you have evs electric vehicles that drive along these solar freeways getting electricity fed to them from the solar generating power oh. of, of the highway. So just a demonstrator, only two kilometres stretch of uh, highway at the moment there, but pretty promising, yeah, exciting very stuff from John, what do you got for us?
1: Well, if you're a traveller and you've been looking for ways to maybe track your bags in case they're lost at airports, your options may now be a little bit more limited. There's a manufacturer called BlueSmart based in New York and they'd started in 2014 with a crowdfunding campaign. They'd received $2 million to develop a smart bag which essentially had GPS, Inside the bag, it also had some digital devices such as a scale to weigh the bag and an auto-lock mechanism. Yep. Unfortunately, now with airlines, they are actually banning the use of lithium in the where the bags are packed. So, okay. This particular bag. I've seen
0: questions about that? They ask you. You know, what is are you, you get carrying? Is it lithium? Is
1: there batteries? Mm. And so, this particular manufacturer is now at a, uh, going out of business. I believe they've sold off their patents to another company. The main, well, the big reason is, and maybe it can be changed. Not sure at this stage, is because the lithium battery was somewhat hidden away in the bag and then screwed down and these small cables connecting everything together whereas if it'd been a removable battery then it might have been okay but by having a removable battery kind of defeats the purpose of having an you know always on gps tracking system as well right so yep we'll keep our eye out for other smart bank solutions unfortunately mm. at this stage losing one of the businesses yep telegram has now been officially banned in iran which is affecting uh, 40 million users now this actually follows on from russia banning it it's a messaging service. It's um, secure, supposed encrypted. to be secure and encrypted mm-hmm. and because of that, governments don't like it. Mm-hmm. So Russia wanted the keys and because they weren't given the backdoor keys, they banned it and Iran have now said well, we agree with that. We we want either uh, less encryption or an easy way to crack it or provide the keys or mm-hmm. you can't use so it. So
0: presumably things like WhatsApp and other encrypted technologies, iMessage and the like are banned in those countries as well? Uh,
1: I think what we'll see is where people migrate to if it's got strong encryption or or if it's difficult to break that encryption mm. then uh, yes, they will be banned as well. Mm. The government just wants to be able to listen in which defeats the whole uh, idea of it mm. and their concern is that they're worried about the spread of propaganda against the establishment terrorist activities, spreading lies to incite public opinion, mm. anti-government protests and pornography. So they're the they're sort of the key reasons why they, they don't want these systems. Mm. And just finally from me, you may have noticed uh, particularly here in Australia, Facebook has rolled out the trial of a dislike button. This has been something that a lot <laughs> of people have been calling on for a long long time mm. this is only for large business pages so you won't see this on personal profiles if someone puts up a hey have a look at my holiday in the caribbean you know sitting on a beach they won't have that option to de- dislike it okay. but if you do see a comment or a um, post on a business page i think i read on one of the large news sites on facebook i did see some pretty bad terrible comments on there so i saw the dislike button and i went in and uh, and i was able to hit that okay the idea is it's Supposed to highlight what should be pushed up or down, or seen as important or helpful versus what's not. Mm. Uh, it kind of sits very much in line with what the Reddit system is. Reddit being another social network where you share news and people get to upvote or downvote the stories and comments, mm. and that pushes up the popularity or pushes down the, the dislike of those comments. Okay. So it's a trial only. Uh, I believe it's Australia and New Zealand at this stage, but it is a welcomed trial.
0: Mm. And Facebook are also going to be doing dating, aren't they? They're using all that the resources and all that information they have about you if you want to you can kind of do the equivalent of e-harmony or rsvp those kind of things interesting that they've come out of
1: all this sort of congressional inquiries Mm. concerned about the the loss of the data and how millions of accounts have been exposed Mm. to then come out and say hey we've got another use trust us we'll connect you with other people online and you can find love via facebook (laughs) i don't certainly don't need to be part of that but i'd be advising people against it myself yeah all right no worries thanks john Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.